Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Orbital Command cross-chain community call with Rebel DeFi, Dr. Doscoin, Edwin, Terra Watcher, Hermes Protocol, and more. Let's take a listen. What's up, people? Looking forward to an interesting conversation. Getting lots of people up to share their thoughts of what's going on at the moment. Um, been listening to a few spaces recently myself and just the dead time at the start of spaces is doing my head in so we've got to fill it with something let's get these guys up let's get Ben up we need to hear about his holiday if he's there maybe I don't think he usually speaks from the Terra Spaces account oh okay well let's let's change it up let's make him speak from the Terra Spaces hey guys how's it going <laughs> Can you hear me? Hey, Terra Watcher, we got you. Welcome. What up, what up? Welcome. Terra Watcher, he's in the building. Terra Spaces, maybe we, maybe you could fill this dead space that uh, Rebel despises so much with some some flowy raps that you do. If, I was going to say, we need some music. Oh, yes. Here we go. So while we're waiting for some people to come in, let's just kind of set the space a little bit here. Obviously, it's being recorded. People will be able to listen to this. Uh, in due time, but ultimately this is a community call, a bit of a community conversation today. Just have a discussion around some of the interesting things that we're we're currently looking at as a validator. Of course, um, we are always looking for uh, new chains that we can potentially work with, and so we've got a few on our radar at the moment that are of interest to us, and we'd like to sort of talk to the people, you guys within the community over the course of the next hour, hour and a half, however long this ends up going for, we'll see. But um, just to figure out, you know, who, who's enjoying what? What are the certain protocols that are most appealing, ex- appealing and exciting? And to share some of the things that we've learned on our own journeys of investigating each of these chains. So we'll give it a couple of minutes here. Probably, probably now. 6.02, maybe another two minutes. I'm okay with a little bit of dead time while I'm also loading my computer up properly. Tara Watcher, what's going on in your Doc, own? can I just jump in for a moment? Doc, are you going to use your other mic? Uh, or uh, nothing much. Nothing just going to hold it off from that beard. Uh, I happen to see on Twitter right now, White Whale is going to be introducing the Fallen Guardians. They've got a headline here. The first IBC-enabled NFTs. That looks interesting. That does look interesting. And to answer your question, Rebel, I've just pulled it off my beard. So thank you for the heads up, my man. Tell us more about that, Daniel. I don't know. I'm only just learning about it uh, at this very moment. I just see a tweet right here. So it uh, looks interesting. I mean, I guess it's inevitable. Obviously, native assets can go over IBC. Uh, and in the future, I assume NFTs will be able to as well, in addition to CW20s. I'm not that informed about the technical specifics surrounding Cosmos, but uh, 
I try and follow along. And uh, I've got more to learn, of course. Sure. Well, we've got Edwin behind the orbital account today, the orbital command account. Yes, sir. So Wasmos NFTs is something interesting to pay attention to because they are going to be taking advantage of um, that new technology that Wywell is going to be using as well. So essentially think about, um, let's say, from a centralized exchange, bringing an atom in to osmosis and then swapping that for whatever other uh, token you want. You Then you use IBC to go into another chain, like, let's say Juno. Well, that those transactions that you made, those on-chain transactions, you can essentially get accessories for your um, on-chain actions. And then those accessories you can add to your avatar, which is your Wasmos NFTs. And um, with this new technology and and NFTs being able to go uh, through IBC, um, I think that is going to create just an interesting like layer to NFTs, right? Uh, Where you can have collectibles that um, create sub communities in in different chains, but they all kind of start from the native asset in Osmosis, which is the the avatar Wasmos NFTs. Uh, I think that's going to be interesting. And next month, uh, we'll all be able to start messing around with the demo of Wasmos NFTs, and and so just something to pay attention to. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Love it, love it, Edwin. You've always got a little bit of intel when it comes to NFTs there. And I'm just noticing as well, I'm thinking that we've got uh, Hermes who have jumped on and they're up as a speaker. And actually, we've been having some conversations behind the scenes with Hermes for a little while, Hermes Protocol. Um, and so I think if we want to sort of get the ball rolling on some of the exciting things that are being built on the chains, maybe we can have a little uh, check-in with Hermes here and, and, and find out what's going on on their end and, and, uh, and go from there. Hey guys, uh, thanks for the the invite uh, to the stage. Um, well, uh, <laughs> not sure uh, what to say. I guess um, go vote for a proposal. Maybe <laughs> um, yeah. you want to drop a quick bit of info about that for anyone that may not be paying attention to the governance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for so, sure. yeah, go for your life there, mate. Uh, right. So basically, um, because of the, the terror crash that we are, of course, all aware of what happened, or at least we know the consequences, um, a lot of projects lost uh, their you know savings, runway money, et cetera, et cetera. Um, luckily, on, on our side, we didn't have any um, VCs invest in our project. Otherwise, yeah, we would have them on top of us at the moment, like, hey, uh, what's going on? Um, but regardless, uh, we were investing our own funds uh, to uh, bootstrap the, um, the development of the, the Hermes Protocol project. And um, yeah, we, we lost that. So in, in order for us to continue building and, and launch the project on Terra, um, something had to be done. And basically, um, there was this emergency allocation uh, vote that was uh put up and a lot of projects got uh, an emergency allocation so that would give them enough runway for two to four months uh, so they can continue building and launch their projects and then 
either find investments from VCs or angels or just launch a product, which if it's profitable, then they don't need to uh, have any more funding. Um, anyway, so, but what happened with us is that actually um, we were we were super dedicated uh, to, to help relaunch Terra 2.0 when uh, the crash happened. Um, and we basically got exhausted from from all the work of, of gathering all the the founders together to make the decisions, etc. And exactly when um, the a last proposal or sorry a last form was uh, sent to all the founders to submit information about their projects, how much runway they have, what's their burn rate, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, that was exactly the day that we decided to um, stay away from the group, the Telegram group, where all the founders were uh, for a bit because um, we were spending too much energy and time uh, on that group rather than focusing on ourselves. But unfortunately, that was very poor timing. So because we didn't fill in the form, we were not in the emergency, the original emergency allocation. However, we have been uh, longtime builders on Terra, uh, big big supporters and uh, builders as well. Uh, we believe we have contributed our fair share to the previous success of Terra. So uh, we fill, uh, basically we fill in all the, the, the criteria um, to be part of the emergency allocation. So basically we were suggested to, hey, if you think you deserve it, then just put forth a new proposal for, for yourself. And if the community agrees, uh, then you'll get the emergency allocation anyway. Um, so that's exactly what we did. Um, we put forth the, um, the the emergency allocation for Hermes and Momentum One, which is the development team um, based uh, in Portugal, where we are. Um, basically, Momentum One is an IT services company um, that is developing Hermes protocol. Basically, that's that's it. Um, and yeah, uh, it, there's uh, two days remaining for the vote. So far, we're getting um, a lot of support. Uh, so thank you for everyone who has done that, including Orbital Command. Um, of course, Orbital Command being one of the biggest validators, um, it, it it shows a lot um, and influences a lot. So thank you so much for the, for the support. Um, and yeah, um, do do you want to add something or? Sure. Yeah. 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 yeah I was going to say it'd be nice just to. Um let people know as well specifically like, like what Hermes is doing. Like what are you yeah. I know that I know that we're looking at having a proper space uh in the near future where we can kind of deep dive and ideally today will be kind of a bit of a round robin. So we'll have different people coming on and sharing a mm -hmm. few things. But um maybe if you can hit us with a bit of a, a summary of what Hermes actually is. Uh, yep, and then sure. and that way people can get a better understanding. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll try to get the elevator elevator pitch <laughs> done. Yeah. Um, so basically, <laughs> um, so Hermes Protocol is a notifications and communications and integrations platform, and these three things that I just mentioned are basically the three different phases at which we are going to launch the different parts of the the protocol. So the first one uh, being the notifications. Basically, as you know, uh, the Terra blockchain and most other blockchains are public public blockchains, which means that everything that happens on a DAP or on the blockchain itself, everything is public. Um, so in theory, uh, anyone who is looking at the blockchain in real time can and know and understand everything that is happening with, you know, whatever, wallets or dApps or whatever. So basically what we have done um, is built a, pro uh, a product on top of this 
so that we can deliver notifications to people because they are lacking in Web3. Uh, when you create an account on eBay, you use an email address. So whenever someone bids on your auction for the item you're selling, you get an email saying, hey, someone made an offer, uh, go check it out. And then you can accept the offer or not. Uh, whenever you sell, you also get an email. If you have the app on your phone, you get a notification. This doesn't exist in the Web3 space. Uh, there are no, 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 sorry, no notifications. And for the ones that do exist, um, they're either browser based, which are not reliable nor instant, uh, or um, as a Web3 project, you have to collect email addresses, which is also not very well seen. Uh, the way we fix this is by creating different bots on different um, social media. So Twitter, Telegram, and Discord, and our bots um, delivered these notifications as DMs. Um, so you can subscribe to stuff like governance, governance proposals um, on NFT marketplaces uh, for bids, listings, sales. For DEXs, it can be new uh, pairs that get listed uh, on the on the decentralized exchange. Uh, but any in reality, anything that happens on chain can be tracked and we can make that an alert so that you can subscribe to it. Um, for example, another example on Terra uh, would be when the 21 days have passed after you have undelegated Luna. So you know that the Luna is available for you to transfer or um, sell or whatever, right? Um, so unless you put that on a calendar, when the day comes, you will forget about it. Um, and the, the second one, so notifications and communications. So the, the second one being communications, um, we, we're going to create basically this, this messaging uh, system uh, that is end-to-end -end encrypted like Signal or WhatsApp, um, but through, um, through the, so Web3 native, the communications won't be all written on the blockchain, but they will be signed, uh, meaning you will you don't spend gas fees, but every message is authenticated uh, through the wallet. Um, so this allows you to send uh, a message, uh, for example, to a whale, um, like, you know, hey, good trade, or hey, I like the NFT you have in your wallet, would you like to trade or something? Uh, of course, there are some uh, um, nuances that have to be um, taken into consideration to avoid spam, etc. Um, but basically, wallet-to-wallet -wallet communication is something that is very highly sought after, not just on Terra, but uh, other blockchains as well. Um, and the third bit uh, integrations will be because at some point we will release a public API and an SDK so that people can build on top of Hermes so that they can do um, so that they can build their own dApps and use Hermes as a way to deliver notifications that still respects the privacy that people expect from a Web3 native project. Um, and yeah, uh, that was a bit long for an elevator pitch. <laughs> Sorry, I talk a lot, but uh, hopefully um, that gave you some context on what we were building. Hey, sometimes uh, elevators, you know, they run a little slower than you'd like to, and you, <laughs> and you just enjoy the process and you had the conversations along the way. But I think that was a really comprehensive summary. You did a great job there. So 10 points uh, in that regard. I actually really enjoyed the part about the wallet-to-wallet -wallet communication. I think that's a really uh, interesting this, this whale connection uh, piece, I'm curious to know more about that. Um, and what I'll do before we sort of really sort of end up honing in just on one protocol here, I'd be curious just to say to you, like, and to anyone listening, if you've got any questions uh, specifically for Hermes about that uh, and you want to ask it, 
happy to have Hermes uh, speak on that and and um, you know sort of give you the the TLDR of those. I'm also just curious to know you know why you continue to choose uh, to work on uh, Terra Two yourself. Um, so for us, um, to be really honest, it's the path of least resistance. Uh, so we, we've always been a very big uh, Terra fans. Um, it's where we grew um, our company, um, and we have really good relationships with most of the projects um, as either either as clients or partners. Uh, so it, it it has always been very welcoming for us and of course we can see that uh, from the the results of the um, of, of the governance proposal um as far as terra 2 um well honestly um we're still uh curious to see what's going to to happen uh for the future of the chain uh, there's a lot of projects that are going out now there are new projects that are coming in um the future is uncertain i mean we're in a massive bear market as well um but yeah Honestly, it's the path of least resistance. We've started already building on Terra, so we're going to launch on Terra anyway. Um, and uh, but we we are not exclusive uh, to to Terra. So at some point, uh, we will uh, become cross chain. So not just uh, Terra Classic and Terra two point but some other ones. But we don't even have um like an, an a clear objective on which would be the, the 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 next one and that's honestly not on our priority list at the moment because we want to deliver a very solid prod product on terra and only after we are we consider ourselves successful uh can we think about expanding um because we we can use uh terra as a successful showcase um and yeah so we don't want to spread out uh, ourselves too thin basically Certainly. There's a, there's a gentleman on this call called Terra Washer. He's a part of the OC team and he does uh, some fantastic research and conducts some of the analytics on the OC website. And he uh, presents, he's got quite a, a great uh, theory on why, why Terra 2 is actually a really great chain to be on in the future. I'm just curious to know, Terra Watch, if you'd want to share some of your bull case thoughts on Terra 2. Uh, well, I actually have a couple of questions for Hermes. Um, sure, go for it. He wouldn't mind taking those for, from me. Sure. Um, I I read through the um, the proposal, of course, but hearing you explain it in this Twitter space, uh, it, it makes a lot more sense. And uh, your products sound very uh, intriguing, and I would definitely uh, enjoy playing around with them. But uh, two questions: you mentioned uh, the alerts or notifications. Uh, I do a lot of whale watching myself uh, on the blockchain. Uh, would it be possible for me to use your products to? Um, set up an alert so that if a certain address or if any address in a certain group of addresses does a particular thing, I would get a notification. As I, I hope that would be a possibility. And uh, my second question is, you mentioned uh, a subscription, I believe. Uh, was that a free subscription or um, uh, what would the costs uh, associated with these products be? Um, so regarding whale watching, uh, yes, absolutely. And not only that, uh, that uh service is already live uh so while what we haven't launched yet uh is the web app uh so the, the actual website you log in create an account blah blah and then configure everything with you know like cards and buttons etc you can already use our discord bot you can invite it to your server you don't need to but you can if you want to um and then once you invite it to your server or if you just dm the bot uh you have some slash commands so as soon as you type slash 
um, with the DM or inside your server, you will see some options. One of them is Wallet Watch, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, then you will have some fields. You can choose the blockchain, which right now is Terra Classic or Terra 2.0 or just Terra. Actually, I'm not sure we named it 2.0. Um, and then, of course, the the address of the, the wallet. Uh, we actually do this ourselves to monitor our own wallet. So we know whenever someone pays us because we're a, not not Hermes, but Momentum is a service company. Um, so it's useful for us to know when someone pays us. Um, uh then the 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 second one uh yeah regarding the the subscription we i i believe that so we, you either heard it from when we initially made our proof of concept in august last year or you might have misunderstood because of momentum so uh hermes protocol um the way that it it is currently um, designed and envisioned. It's not going to have any subscriptions. So everything that we will offer regarding the alerts is going to be 100% for free. We won't even have uh, tiers or, or premium functions or anything like that. We want to have this tool available for anyone, for everyone to use um, so that it has mass adoption. That is like our, uh, th that is our goal. Um, basically, um, so yeah, uh, I hope that answers the the question. Uh, yeah, it certainly does. That sounds great. But um, it prompts another question, uh, which is a bit of a pragmatic question. Uh, if you're giving your products away for free, what's the business model? All right, that's an excellent uh, follow-up question, <laughs> and I knew it was coming. Uh, so basically, um, at some point. Um, it, it we are going to be building on top of Hermes um, a business marketing uh, platform, and this will be a similar business model to, for example, uh, SendGrid or SendInBlue or any of those mass mailing uh, platforms. In in this case, basically. Um, these these businesses uh, it can be validators like orbital command for example uh people can subscribe to their uh newsletters or their own off-chain uh, alerts and then uh when that happens of course you're building a subscription list you're building a number of wallets that are users that want to be informed about either your newsletter or some new stuff that you're launching and new partnerships for example so you as a business you can create different types of newsletters people subscribe to them uh, uh, this this action of subscription of of subscribing um, is done on chain, so that the businesses can actually track which wallets are subscribed and which ones aren't. Uh, the subscription will be very similar to just clicking the subscribe button on YouTube, except that you will also have to put the password on your wallet, but you know because it's a it's an on chain action. Um, but either way. Um, It'll um, it, it won't have any fees associated with it. Uh, the the only reason why it's done on chain is so the the DApps can can track that. Um, but of course, um, if they have let's say ten thousand subscribers and they want to send a new uh, two newsletters per week, for example, then that is uh, you know whatever amount of notifications sent out per month that has a cost. Um, and they basically have subscriptions where the first subscription entitles them to, let's say, 10,000 notifications. Uh, the next subscription has like 50,000 and you know, so on and so forth. Uh, so, again, very similar business model to uh, mass mailing uh, platforms like MailChimp, uh, MailGun, SendInBlue, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
but uh, they can't spam users, okay? This is like super important that I want to make it very clear. Uh, while this is going to be a marketing platform, it, it, the idea here is that uh, the businesses have a new discoverability feature. So like how can you protect users' anonymity and privacy while still allowing new projects that perhaps have the funds, but they don't want to shove ads in the throats of people. Uh, so by by having these subscriptions, um, we, we can allow that. And also one more other thing I want to mention, which ties really ni- ni- uh, neatly into this, um, is airdrops as notifications. Um, so um getting not getting subscriptions is great but that in, that means that you've already reached people right they already know who you are and they've clicked a button so they've seen you already but how can you get someone's attention without serving them ads well you have to serve ads one way or another either with billboards uh, in the streets or some other form or factor but we don't we want we always want people to be in full control of what they see on our platform we don't want them to have uh, ads shoved in their faces like you have with twitter and facebook um so the way we've built this is that people will have absolute control over their inbox um they will be able to choose um at the finest detail um how much their inbox is worth so if you say your inbox is worth one dollar someone can send you uh, an ad in the form of a notification if they airdrop you at least one dollar um either in stable or some other token but it has to be worth that amount so of course we can we have to be able to have a, a pair or something to be able to quote how much that currency is worth it can't be just a shit coin that you invent um unless of course it does have market value but whatever um so yeah if you don't want to receive any any kinds of ads you just put your inbox worth thousand dollars nobody's going to airdrop you a thousand dollars just because of you know yes um so yeah Basically, um, does that answer? Uh, yeah, that does more than answer. Um, that's pretty incredible. Uh, you said so much and you spoke about so many different uh, intertwined products. Um, I think I grasp probably 70% of what you said, <laughs> but uh, it's really intriguing. Uh, one thing I would point out, um, it really piqued my interest when you spoke about airdrops because uh, I think it's just a shame when airdrops go unclaimed. Uh, as an example, in the final weeks of uh, Terra Classic, before the DPEG, Nebula, Nebula Protocol had a huge airdrop. They had, I think it was 10 million NEB tokens available, and only 2 million were claimed. So people left a lot of tokens on the table. And Nebula Protocol is, of course, a first-party uh, TFL app, and it's going to be launching yep. on Terra 2. Uh, it's a big deal. And uh, a lot of people left a lot of money on the table. And now that um, the cataclysm has taken place uh, with Terra Classic, I don't think anybody's going to be able to claim uh, those airdrops that they left on the table. And if they had a protocol like Hermes where they could get a notification, um, yeah, airdrops would get more traction, I think. Uh, 100%. Yeah, one follow-up question just to clarify. So uh, you're saying that as users, we would be able to subscribe to newsletters um, mm-hmm. using our uh, addresses and then we would get notifications via Twitter and Telegram or are you saying you're going to have some kind of you're going to build a platform which is like an inbox for us where we go and check yes uh, so you will always be able to see uh, the notifications on our web app 
but you will not be forced to go into our web app to either manage or see these notifications because we are integrating our platform into the social media where people are already in. So basically, um, if you look at our, actually, let me uh, do a quick shout out here um, on the Agora post that we have, uh, well, posted on Agora. That was, uh, <laughs> um, anyway, uh, if you scroll down um, past the first post, we've made a, like a reply uh, where we've sent a link to an unlisted playlist on YouTube that has uh, demos of what we've already built. So all of these features that we've mentioned. Um, and you will notice on the, um, on the on the demo of the web app where you are configuring new notifications the very last step is always where do you want this notification to go so if you have uh, telegram and discord connected to your hermes account you can just choose okay whenever there's a new apollo vault uh, yield or whatever i want that to go on discord but whenever I'm selling an NFT of my wallet uh, on a marketplace, I want that to go on Telegram instead. So you can really pick and choose where these notifications can be routed to. It's kind of like, you know, picking your email address or, or a folder inside your inbox or something, except here you have multiple inboxes and you're always in control. Yeah, uh, but would there be a central inbox um, on, the Herbie, on the Hermes web app? Uh, sorry, I, I missed the question. Can you uh, say again? Sorry. Uh, so it, you're saying that uh, we can have these messages or these notifications routed to our pre-existing social media accounts, which makes yeah. a lot of sense. But would you be building your own inbox, basically, like uh, just on your own website where we could see them as well? Yes. Uh, so you'll you'll have um, a history tab, basically, where you can see all the um, the notifications that have already been routed. Um, and you, then you can filter for, you know, the platform or type of notification or, or whatever. Uh, so, yes. And of okay, course, yeah. there's, there's, there's the messaging inbox, which we are basing, uh, at least for the initial version, uh, on Twitter. So you have to follow someone. Uh, sorry, someone has to follow you so that you can send them a message. Otherwise, it goes into the message requests. Um, honestly, we're not trying to reinvent the wheel here. Um, Telegram, Discord, and Twitter, they all have really good things. And we don't want to reinvent the messaging you know, form, but we feel like it does make a lot of sense in the platform that we are building so that people can send wallets to wallet messages uh so we're, we're right now we're building the, the the user experience off of twitter um so to, to control the spam and everything but of course um twitter is not end to end encrypted whatsapp and signal are discord isn't telegram isn't so we're, we're trying to pick the best features of whichever apps and trying to um join them together but we'll, we'll see what the end result is and if people like it of course okay so our addresses um our Terra addresses become email addresses and we receive exactly. messages to them and they're routed to wherever we want to access them. Yeah. And we can also exactly. email other people's uh, Terra addresses using a wallet to wallet email feature. That's quite intriguing. Awesome. Glad you, you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I know like this is a bunch of uh, interweaving things and I know you've got your uh, roadmap and you're going to be working on these things for the next couple of years i think that's as long as your roadmap extends but uh i look forward to trying these things as they become available and as you build out your protocol yeah appreciate it
we're, we're very excited to, to be building it, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very neat. You. And I'm glad you decided to stick around uh, with Terra, even if it was just a pragmatic decision for you. Uh, so is uh, what's up next, Dr. Doscoin? Well, I was just going to say, so thank you for jumping on uh, Hermes Protocol and having a little chin wag with us there. Um, you know, much like you, we did p- choose the path of least resistance too. Um, Terra One was our baby, as it was many people, many others. And so when that all went uh, to, the, <laughs> to the gutter, we were like, okay, cool. Terra Two makes sense, but we need to diversify. We need to find some other alternatives. And so we compiled a, uh, a bit of a checklist and we've been sort of going over this checklist and looking at different projects, i.e. Cosmos, Osmosis, um, you know, Secret Kujira. Say Network is another one that wasn't mentioned in the um, in the tweet, but we've been doing some very big deep dives into Say Network. And so, you know, to keep this kind of all flowing and keep it interweaving, I can see as I look down the kind of list of people that are on the call, there are, rep, you know, representatives or users of different chains. I can see people that are interested in Kujira. I can see people interested in Cosmos. So what I would do here is extend an invitation just to say, hey, if there is, you know, something on those chains specifically that you really uh, are in favor of, there's a reason you've gravitated towards those chains, if there are projects that you're excited about, uh, we'd love to hear what those are and why specifically. So do feel free to put your hands up in, uh, in a moment if you want to. You can start doing it right now. Um, and if you're enjoying the conversation, you know, I'd always say, do feel free to share the space too, just so that we can get some more voices in here. You know, this is ultimately a conversation between the people of the communities. We as a community validator want to make sure that we are doing our best to kind of have the messages, um, you know, these messages shared with the people of the communities. So I think as I'm scrolling through the back chats here, because I've just been messaging a couple of people as we're talking to see if we can get some uh, new blood on. Just want to check in with Rebel and Edwin and just see if you guys have anything that you want to add for a moment. Sure, man. Um, I can see Marty's in this call. I think we were on a space a bit earlier on today um, about Shade Protocol. Um, Do you want to do an emoji if you were there? I think think you were there, Marty. Um, Shade Protocol and Secret Network is going to be an absolute DeFi playground massive, massive stuff they're building. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. I mean, they're already doing like liquid staking secret, um, but they're, they're going to be coming out with bonds soon because they want to do like a protocol owned liquidity thing. Um, going to be doing their own decks, shade swap. So it's just, it's just a, and obviously they've got Silk, the um, stable coin. So they, they, they just seem to be doing so much. So I'm definitely excited for, for shade protocol and I, th- I think like when that when they start like releasing some of their products it's going to make secret a lot more attractive for DeFi gens like myself so that's why i'm looking forward to that what just out of curiosity Reb, i've not done a great deal of research into shade myself how does it work in conjunction like is this something like that is operating in conjunction with secret is it something separate to secret what what is the deal with shade so just like just like a project sitting on top of secret like sort of the terra daps that we are kind of used to but i mean they're they're, in a sense they're doing like stater um stable coin decks so i mean they're they're basically stater and astroport sitting on top of secret 
which I just think is is pretty epic. I see. And you've been doing some deep diving yourself into Secret the last couple of weeks. What um what are some of the interesting finds that you've uh, you've come across? Some something that's just come out today is I think another epic thing that's going over on going on over at Secret is that they've got the integration that I mean a lot of the other um chains have the integration with Axelar or Axelar, however you want to pronounce it. So we'll now be able to send Secret over to say Polygon um, or send funds from Secret Network over onto Polygon. So that kind of made me interested because with Secret Network, you can set up like a private secret wallet. So essentially doing DeFi in private on Secret Network. But then if I funded a secret or a, a private secret wallet that I'm using for my DeFi on Secret Network, I'm now able then to send these funds in private onto a clean MetaMask wallet on Polygon and those funds just arrive. There's no trace of where those funds actually come from. And I think this is brilliant just for just for privacy. I think I think we just have to take care of our privacy. Because I mean the blockchain's brilliant, but everything on the blockchain is public. And that's why I'm just I don't I don't know if Secret is necessarily going to be like uber successful like making tons of money, but just the, the whole idea of being able to do our stuff in private, I think is amazing. And I love it. So yeah, getting funds onto Polygon that have no trace of coming from a sex is amazing. And then I'll be able to do stuff on Polygon as well in private. That is really cool. And it's, I echo the same sentiment. You know, I, I think privacy is undervalued at the moment. I think people will probably come to realize how important it is in the next few years. But it's interesting already to see with you know, uh, chains like Secret, and they're already being interacted with and used by some you know, some pretty big names. We had a conversation just yesterday, I believe it was, um, about you know Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, the director, is is doing a project uh, through Secret. He's got that. Was it called Kilroy? I think um, NFT project. And so it's this whole this whole um, metadata thing around NFTs. If NFTs do become the major conduit for, um, you know, connecting normies with the with Web three, um, then and and NFT action is taking place on Secret because you know for better uh, it turns out to be better for that. Then you know th- there is potentially a case there that Secret could um, you know gain in popularity because of that. I think you know Edwin obviously being the the NFT guy, maybe he's got something to say on it. Yeah, one thing that I've experienced is through Department 77, which is a NFT project that started on Terra and they launched their third collection on Stash, which is the NFT marketplace on Secret. And they'll be migrating over to Polygon through One Planet as well. But in their collection that launched on Secret, um, one thing that they did was that they essentially let's say like encrypted a secret code in the NFT. And the only way you can access that secret code is obviously through the, the privacy, you know, default technology that secret has. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know, where you, you have that as the metadata and, um, you know, the only way that you can access that secret code is like, it's like a second layer of verification, right? Like it's not just your wallet and, your password 
on top of that, you still need to connect to Stash and verify it's your NFT. And then you can see the, the secret code. Once you have that secret code, then you can go onto the Department 77 website and um, verify ownership of your NFT through that secret code. And then you can start using your NFT to, to train it so that you can raise its um, strength, agility, IQ, what, whatever it is uh, to make your bounty hunter better and stronger. And then you can send that on missions as well. And that collection is called Echo, uh, which is the money collecting uh, NFT in, in that um, NFT project. So that's the only experience that I've had so far with, with secret and privacy and NFTs. But the whole experience was was interesting for sure. It, it was cool to go through that. Um, I thought the UI for Stash was pretty cool to use as well. 100%. Yeah. Stash is dope. Like if you're coming from Terra and you want a Terra app in the cosmos, Stash is my absolute favorite at the moment. Uh, if you guys, I mean, just wanted to add one one thing you guys haven't mentioned about Secret yet. That um, personally, it it blew me away, and I wasn't aware of because as a Terra user, I just haven't used Secret uh, yet. But after speaking with different people from from Secret Foundation, and they've explained how it works uh, more in depth, uh, it it really again um, blew us away. It was how the secret is not just a, a, a privacy or a private blockchain. It's private, it's programmable privacy, meaning you can have as many layers of privacy as you want. Uh, it's not just black and white. It's not private or public. This is public. This is private. Now it's who gets to see what. So you can actually say that um, transfers are, are public by default, but uh, for, 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 uh, for example, for Hermes to function, right? We need access to the kind of data that goes through your wallet. We need to know when you receive funds. We need to know when you are putting an NFT for sale. And on secret by default, um, actually by default, it's public. The, the, the privacy has to be programmed. But of course, uh, something like Stash programs it so that it's private, right? But as a user, you can actually allow an external project to give you um, you know, more, more tooling and give them access to have that information. So someone can actually allow Hermes to see their uh, wallet, um, like actions or whatever, if they trust us. And, and from the point onwards where they don't trust anymore, they just close that, that privacy, uh, window or whatever. And we no longer have access to that. I think that's huge. Um, so it definitely, I, I thought initially that it would be impossible to have Hermes on secret, but after hearing this, it, it really blew me away. Um, this doesn't mean that we're going to go there. Uh, probably won't be anytime soon, but it definitely got me more bullish on secret for sure. That is cool. That's a, a great little contribution there. And I wasn't aware um, that that was the case. So thank you for that. Much appreciated. I think, um, you know, there was a key word that stood out for me at the end there. When you were speaking, Edwin, just around, you know, you said the UI, you actually get quite a fan of the UI. And so UI is something that is personally, I think very important. You know, if the user experience isn't, or the user interface and the user experience isn't a pleasant one, well, what, you know, why would people want to use your product? And so, one of the things, you know, when we're looking at the, you know, our checklist for what projects or what, sorry, what chains rather we're looking to validate on in the future, you know, some of the things that we're looking at, and I'm, I'm happy to kind of share the things that we're looking at now. Maybe this will assist you in your journey, you know, when you're vetting uh, change yourself and then looking for potential investments in the future. 
you know, we start with basic things. We're starting with, do we use the product? Do we use the chain? Um, you know, we're then looking at the emissions. We're looking at the, the community. You know, we're trying to get a gauge for how well the educated, uh, how well educated the community is. Um, you know, whether everyone's experienced, you've jumped into a space and it's, it's just some absolute <laughs> shamozzle, um, or you know, for some shit coin, and and no one seems to know what what actually happens with the token or with the with the chain, and it's just like, okay, well, is this just the blind leading the blind here? So one of the things we we're we we're looking for is how well educated the community is, um, you know, the strength of that community too. I think one of the things that we can all agree on that if you were part of Terra One is that the strength of that community was unbelievable. Um, and it seems, you know, the more and more we're digging, the more we're noticing that th this is this is taking place in Cosmos too. You know, there's, there seems to be a, a really strong community that is forming within the Cosmos. Um, now, some of the things we're looking at are like the actual robustness and durability of the chains themselves. And so, but that gets a little bit more technical, but it's, you know, knowing things like the Nakamoto coefficient and the Gini coefficient and understanding what the, you know, the voting weight distribution is between validators and how many validators it would take to overthrow a network and or halt a network at least. And and so, you know, there's there's an array of things to look at, but just to bring it back for a second, because I, I, there's so many things I could sort of go on tangents with here. UI specifically, UI and UX, I'm curious to know from the people on this call, which, where are you? Where's the best UI? Where's the best UX experience that you're having at the moment? You know, if you're, if you're, uh, operating within the cosmos, you know which which chain specifically on the cosmos. You know where where are you? If I can have a quick comment on that. Uh, speaking of you, I wanted to just give a shout out to our friends from Sue Staking that are listening down here. They have a really cool um, you know UI UX on their website where you can look at statistics on the blockchain and the validators, and they're not uh, on the active set as well. So uh, you know we hope that they can get there eventually so they can continue to build um but i thought that uh you know uh, speaking of ui ux I, I think they've done a really good job of setting that up also shout out to uh gains down here that's listening if you guys uh ever need to listen in on some cosmos uh, spaces information they do a really good job with that too so thank you guys for popping on here as well thank you and also if you go if you guys want to jump up and have a chat like we're most happy to get you up and have a conversation this is the purpose of this call feel free to i just muted myself there <laughs> feel free to um jump up and and say something if you'd like but again that question still stands you know if you are you know i can see people like marty's on the call tenement timmy these are guys that i first listened to a while ago um who were kind of my probably both of you guys were my introductions into uh osmosis and the cosmos ecosystem respectively and so you know, I'm sure that you've both got some great experiences under your belt and, and some real knowledge that could be of benefit and use to people that are listening to the call at the moment. So if you want to jump up, you're most welcome as well. Oh, here we go. Getting little gains is messaging us now to say that they're actually working at the moment. So that's okay. We appreciate that nonetheless. Sometimes it's nice just to have the headphones in and be listening to a conversation while you're getting your job done. Um, I personally just to kind of get the ball rolling here, I am, I am feeling optimistic about Kujira. The reason being, I think that Kujira has always, from, from the, you know, the word go, has had a very pleasant user experience. 
I think you can't underestimate uh, brand power as well. And so as as time goes on and as we you know continue through this bear market and, and chip away at it and eventually make our way back to a bull market, the builders who are shipping during this time and are executing you know, consistently, frequently with good quality products, I think will tend to attract the best communities. And so if you look at Kujira, my my sort of theory here is that Kujira was became you know fairly well known through the Terra ecosystem through Terra One. Obviously they started off with their Orca liquidation app. Um, but now that they've got their own chain, that you know, they've basically got a couple of things going in their favor. They've got multiple apps, so they've got their Beluga app, they've got Blue, they've got Orca, uh, and they've got Finn, their Audible decks, uh, which has just gone live just recently, a couple of days ago, I think. Um, and so I'm looking at all of these going, okay, great. The user experience is pleasant. They look lovely. You know, the team is shipping, they're building products. Um, and so people that aren't sticking around on Terra specifically are looking for new homes. Okay, where are we going? Are we going to Juno? Are we going to, you know, Osmosis? Are we going to Kujira? Where, where, where does that look like? And I think for me personally, I'm looking at Kujira going, I think there'll be, I think there'll be some action heading over towards Kujira. Um, of course, that's still yet to be determined. It is early days. But if you're looking at the UI UX, I feel like they're, you know, I'd say they're close to a 10 as far as the UI UX. Um, and so, you know, for you, what is a 10? What is it? What is a nine? What is a 10? What are you using? Even if it's not on a chain that we've mentioned so far, what's a nine or a 10 for you? So <laughs> for me, <laughs> uh, I think, you know, if we look at web two uh, stuff, right? Like they spend so much time making it user friendly. And uh, uh, I mean, I think we've all experienced DeFi um, and sometimes it's uh, a little bit hard to, to look at those things. Like I've been spending more time in Polygon and I've been using Curve and that thing is such a pain to look at still. I don't know. For me, at least it's, uh, it's just, yeah, not pleasant. It's an eyesore. It's disgusting. Yeah. But, but I still use it. Uh, so I think uh, from my experience, uh, it would be just something similar to the web two stuff. If we can get things to look a little bit more like that, I think obviously that would be closer to like a nine or 10 for me. I think it's more of just, I'm used to looking at that. And one thing I've been, mean, just trying out a little bit of front end learning on my own, like CSS and uh, JavaScript and stuff. And um, one thing that I really like about Web3 is the the rounded corners. Uh, you know, I, I really enjoy that uh, detail that we kind of uh, adapted in Web3. I feel like I, at least I don't remember being used to that. In, in Web 2, and I don't know why in Web 3 that stuck out to me a lot, just like connecting your wallet, that button's always rounded. Uh, but anyway, it's just a little thing that I feel like I, I learned to to like and appreciate. Yeah, it can be a real make or break. If it's if the design is, you know, kitschy, I get really turned off by by things that are just, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a big proponent of the really pixelated type uh, DAP. And yeah, I, I just think the rounded edges, exactly what you're talking about there, the rounded edges, man, that just, it just makes it feel slick. Um, 
So I appreciate that. Appreciate you jumping in there too. <laughs> that that was a very long wait. I but, actually, uh, I said yeah. that. My bad. I said that, but I had another thought in my mind. Uh, the the Terra Station mobile app that was just updated. I just looked at that. I don't know if you guys had a chance to mm. try it out yet, but it, it looks cool. I, I I like the changes that they made. And um, Rebel was saying that it, they were having some issues with it recently. So I haven't made any transactions, but I just wanted to see what it looked like. Um, for example, they added the ability to look at your NFTs on your wallet. So I'm looking forward to to using that once I start getting some NFTs on Terra 2. Haven't done that yet. Can Can you connect that to um, Classic? Good question. Have not tried that. One thing I think is kind of cool is a rebel again. Um, TFM. I've not really used it much, but I think I think what they're doing is, is cool. They've like developed their app or DAP, sorry, and it can be used on both Classic and uh, Terra Two, and it's essentially the same. So I think this is going to be a great way to sort of bring communities together because so far Classic and Terra Two have been quite divided, which I think is not helping either community so tfm might be a way to bring communities together i was uh, last note for me here i was looking at governance in terra 2 and just want to make sure that you guys are aware of something that looks like a scam it says gift to terra stakeholders i think we've seen a couple of these go around cosmos um yeah so just pay attention to that. It doesn't seem like it's something productive. Well, that one's uh might not actually be a scam. Maybe just an advertisement that they slid in there. Uh, they're going to lose the money that they put up to uh, put that proposal through because it looks like it's going to go no with veto. But uh, I was checking out that website a couple of days ago. It's I I don't even fully remember what it was called. Bootloader or Bootlo War or something. But uh, it looks like a legit project um does anybody know anything about that uh i checked the uh, just so you know uh, there is some kind of airdrop for people who were involved with uh, terra classic prior to the dpeg but unfortunately for me <laughs> i was a bit of a late joiner uh the uh snapshot date was in november and uh yeah that was kind of before my time but yeah it looks like a legit protocol or project or something does anybody know anything about that i'd like to learn more no idea when i clicked on it but my issue was i guess just the the name of it cyb.ai and then it just has a like a long random like it looks like an address after that so i don't know i feel like usually it would be like one give me a home page you know with like orbital command.io and then i can go there and and look around so i don't know that to me that's why i was like well i don't know about this link obviously i clicked on it too but <laughs> uh, it, I, I thought it was fishy. It could be a scam. I, I'm not quite sure. The only reason I think it may not be is because I didn't first learn about it uh, from this source uh, via the government, via governance proposal. I saw something about it on Twitter a couple of days ago, and then I noticed it as a governance proposal. So I thought it might be legit. Let me just take a look. Uh, we can continue with the conversation. I need to quickly take a look at this. He's straight on the case. I love it. This is why you're, this is why you're the re, the research master at uh, at OC. Um, 
while that's taking place, and it's actually that's probably a good thing too that you brought up, um, Edwin, just because you know it's the scams are rife in this space, and if you don't know what to look for, and you, you struggle to be discerning, um, of course you can get caught off guard, and you can, you can get taken. Uh, for a ride, or you can put, you know, in this instance, you'd pass through a, or contribute a pass through a proposal that would be detrimental. And so, this is why it's good to, you know, jump on these spaces because you you learn these things and you have um, people nudge you in the right direction and say, hey, maybe this is dubious, maybe this is worth looking at as a potential threat. Um, and so, hopefully, we can identify what the, the situation is with that in just a moment. But um, what I'm thinking here, just because of the, you know, the general quietness of this call. I'm sure there's lots of people that are just enjoying the conversation and listening. Um, you know, was hoping for a little more uh, activation from the people, uh, hoping to hear a bit more of your thoughts and views specifically. Obviously, we kind of know our own thoughts and views. But what I would like to uh, do here is maybe just while we're waiting for anyone who wants to jump in, is kind of just continue with a few of the criteria that we you know, we do tend to look at when we're looking at new chains. You know, and I sort of I, I ripped off a few before, but I might just dig a little deeper into that. And then that way, if there's anything that you come away with from this call, you know, you, you can have a few more indicators of what to look for when assessing a chain. And so, you know, I was talking about the safety and the robustness before by the uh, the number of the validators on the set, how decentralized it is. Um, also, always looking at like you know the source of the staking rewards. Like where are they coming from? You know, what, is it coming from a community pool? Is it something else? You know, for example, I brought up Kujira uh, before, and I was talking about what well, you know Kujira is something that I'm interested in at the moment. Um, their 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 rewards come from the protocol revenue. So the protocol uh, revenue of Krill, which is on every chain action, uh, contrib- contributes to the reward. So they've got their obviously on chain. Um, order book, their, their DEX order book. Uh, so it has the fin trading fees. They've also got Orca, their liquidation app, which is going cross-chain, which has, you know, the withdrawal fees, Beluga, which is like a multiple transaction sending DAP. They um you know they accrue the fees as well. So there's Beluga send fees, transaction gas usage, and more. And so these all contribute to the staking rewards um, themselves. And so this is just one of those things to kind of look at. Okay, where are the where's the source of the staking rewards? Um, you know, in this instance, basically, and I'm just kind of looking over notes that I've written down here as I was doing my research. It was like, you know, the more DAP adoption and use, the greater staking rewards. Simple. Um, the staking rewards are distributed proportionally to stakers based on the relative size of the staked Kuji. So, if you're looking at like what's the utility and the use case of the native token itself, Kuji being the native token of Kujira. Um, you know, after removing commission fees to the validators you've delegated to. Um, you know, what are the commission fees? What, what's the structure between the uh, the validator themselves? You know, what's the is it is there high DAP usage? Like looking at, at you know how much are these being used? Um, there's just so many little things to look at, and also just um, yeah, really really sort of take into consideration when looking at these chains. You know, do we we one of the things that we look at as well, obviously, with being a validating business is where like, okay, what's the access to entry or what's the barrier to entry, you know, to get into these active sets for the validators. Um, and so sometimes, you know, you just get priced out of the market. Sometimes there's, uh, 
a, a very high barrier to entry. Um, but sometimes, particularly with the earlier chains, for example, Say, I mentioned that one earlier, you know, Say is a new network that's coming up that maybe not a lot of people know about, but the barrier to entry is lower than you know, jumping in on something uh, that is much more well-established. And so one of the things that I will get uh, TerraWatcher to riff on after he's done his research and let us know the results uh, in the background there, maybe he can have a little riff on Say. I'll kind of wrap up this part here, just about Kujira and also uh, analyzing chains. But you know, we're looking we're looking at is it is it genuinely interesting? You know, are there people that are actually interested in this? So it's like, okay, well, how do you assess that? How do you look at that? And so there's you know the social metrics that come in. It's looking at you know the quality, the the, the community again, the quality of the conversations being had. So looking through the, you know the discords, looking through the telegrams, looking through. Um, you know the the Twitter posts themselves. What's you know? Do they have a point of difference? It's kind. Of, it's just like it's it's analysis. Uh, so it's, it's like just business analysis one one. You're looking at it to go to say to see rather what you know what is it doing? What is it doing differently? Um, you know things like interoperability super important. And this is where Cosmos. You know we're talking about Cosmos a lot. Cosmos basically wins this battle at the moment. Um, it doesn't seem like it's very rivaled um and so it's like cool how well does it interact with other chains how many chains is it connected to um and so these are just some of the things that we're currently looking at you know i'm as i said i've been doing some research on a few different chains rebel's been doing some research um terra watcher and and so with that being said you know terra watcher i think rebel's actually fallen off just quietly but terra watcher maybe you'd want to riff on uh, say a little bit. I know that you are um, quite in favour of say. Maybe you've got some things you could share there. Yeah, say say looks pretty neat. Um, I, I saw something neat about it today. Um, obviously, so say network is going to be a layer one blockchain in the Cosmos ecosystem. They have not launched yet. They certainly haven't launched a token. Uh, in fact, they haven't released any information about their tokenomics whatsoever. Uh, they're just in the early phases. They're setting up their network. They've got the test net running. They've got a bunch of validators there. So they're just uh, working things out with the test net. Uh, they're not planning to launch for another few months. Uh, I spoke with uh, the guys from Say Network yesterday, and I don't think it's a secret that uh, they're planning to launch around the end of September. Uh, I think they're going to try and target the launch of their new chain to make it coincide with the Cosmoverse conference that's taking place in Colombia at the end of September. So I think that's their target to launch. And uh, yeah, it's a new new layer one blockchain in Cosmos. And um, like many other new layer one uh, blockchains in Cosmos that people have been talking about, uh, Say is going to have a built-in uh, central limit order book. So just like Kajira, similar to DYDX and also Injective, I believe. Um, it's a bit of a crowded field at the moment, but uh, Say is going to differentiate itself by, let's see, they're going to have, so so Say is the network, that's the layer one. Uh, they've already announced two protocols that they're going to have built on top of that layer one. Uh, they're going to have one called Vortex, which is going to be a, a perpetual swap protocol. So that'll be interesting. And then they're also going to have a Faro protocol, which is going to be a synthetics protocol. Um, but they're going to steer clear of any legal trouble by, um, I believe they're just going to have synthetic commodities and Forex. So definitely not equities. 
I believe. <laughs> I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, of course, that's what Mirror did. Everybody knows that Mirror from uh, Terra Classic did uh, synthetic equities. And of course, they ran afoul of the SEC for doing so. So um, Pharaoh Protocol is going to be steering clear of those legal issues by just doing commodities and Forex. But even so, that's quite interesting. Um, of course, Terra One had all those wonderful uh, stable coins, all kinds of stable coins, not just UST, but a bunch of other ones. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't quite get to see their full potential because of the UST DPEG. Uh, and it, they were close to, to, to being really fully utilized. This protocol called, uh, what was it, Vertex. Vertex protocol was going to launch and it was going to fully take advantage of all those stable coins. Anyway, that didn't happen. And uh, Vertex is moving to Polygon or someplace by the looks of it. But anyway, Pharaoh, Pharaoh protocol, which is building on Say Network, is going to reintroduce um, synthetic Forex. So various different national currencies in a synthetic form to the Cosmos ecosystem. So yeah, it looks pretty interesting. And um, something I noticed about Say, I think I was going to mention this at the beginning, but I kind of... Uh, Anyway, something neat about say I saw a little animation they had on Twitter today, some kind of little promo video. They've got a mascot, which is a little undersea drone, and it, it's just a small thing. It, it was just this little promo video. It was animated, kind of like a Pixar thing. It was about thirty seconds. This underwater drone going around under the ocean, and then it turns a corner and it sees a giant logo for say network, and uh, say is just in the the early stages. Like I said, they haven't released anything about tokenomics. There's really no way to make a good assessment about, you know, if this chain is going to be a good investment or if it's going to have staying power in Cosmos. But at this point, you just kind of got to trust your gut instinct. You just kind of got to size it up based on the uh, limited available information. And, you know, little data points like that, like that animation, like they took the time to animate this promo video. They took the time to make a mascot. They took the time to make a uh, an ambassador program where members of the community could sign up and start producing content for them. That happened a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, other little things like um, one of the main guys who's developing it is uh, from Robinhood, I believe. Um, it looks like they're launching in the United States. And yeah, just, you know, based on these very early preliminary signs and based on a conversation that I had with them yesterday, and there are a few details that I won't share. But um, yeah, based on all this stuff, it looks pretty neat. And uh, I'm looking forward to it. It looks like Orbital Command is going to try to validate there on Say Network. And um, yeah, uh, I guess I talked for a while, but that's the lowdown on Say Network, which is coming to Cosmos uh, targeting a um, late September launch. Keep your eyes out. Keep your eyes and ears open uh, for Say Network, people. So. What I'll do here is I'll just put out one last call just to anyone that may want to jump up and and share, you know, anything that they're currently interested in. If there's nothing that, you know, no one's feeling compelled to to have a chat, that's fine. We can sort of work towards wrapping this conversation up and have it um, you know, call it a day for the for today. But um do just want to provide an opportunity for anyone that has been wanting to say something and contribute to the conversation in some way. Um Please do speak now or forever hold your peace. Um, Edwin, how are you feeling over there, my friend? Well, actually, if I could, if I could interject ahead, for a moment, 
Um, sure. That um, that dubious looking proposal on Terra Two looks ah, yes. to be legit, and not a legit proposal. It looks like it's going to go no with Vito, and they'll lose their Luna deposit. But uh, it looks like it's some kind of advertisement for a legit protocol. Um, for anybody listening, I wouldn't touch anything if it didn't look legit to me. So if it doesn't look legit to you, don't take my word. Don't touch it. But in my opinion, it looks like a legitimate protocol. Uh, it looks like something that somebody's whipped up and they're going to be launching it in Cosmos. Uh, apparently, they have terrible advertising because it does look like such a scam. But uh, upon further research, if you click around the links, if you're willing to do so, it looks interesting. And they've got some kind of airdrop. I don't know. I think I'm going to keep my eye on this, whatever it is, uh, Bostrom Superintelligence. Uh, I'm going to keep my eye on it for the next couple of weeks and see what happens. Unfortunately, like I said, I myself, I'm not eligible for the airdrop. Oh, well. That's actually, in, uh, thank you for your super sleuthing there, by the way. But um, you just said if you're happy to click around the links, I'd just be curious to know, you know do you have any tips for, you know, because you're, you're, you're an investigator. Is there anything that you have tips that you can provide on you know, how to identify uh, a link that may be not worth clicking on versus one that is worth clicking on? Well, just go with your gut. If you have any doubt whatsoever, don't click on it. Um, if it's a legitimate protocol, they will invest in um, in public relations. They'll invest, like we were talking about earlier, they'll invest in UI and UX to make it look not sketchy. If it looks sketchy to you, never click on it. Um, of course, some legitimate prog- uh, um, protocols and projects do look sketchy, but it's probably just a, a good rule of thumb. If it kind of strikes you the wrong way or gives you a bad impression, looks a bit sketchy, shouldn't click on it because there are so many sophisticated scams that people can pull and you read about them all day on Twitter and you don't want to have to be one of the people um, reporting that you were duped by one of these sophisticated scams. So if I don't understand something, if it looks sketchy to me, um, I tread very lightly, of course, and I'm very careful. But of course, Unfortunately, in my case, I've got an insatiable curiosity, so maybe I am going to end up being one of those people posting on Twitter that I got uh, that I got taken for a ride. But uh, another good thing you could do is to have, you know, a bunch of wallets, a bunch of different addresses. And if you're going to go for a little exploration, maybe, you know, put up one of your other addresses, not your main one. Guys, let me sound. Guys, yeah. Hey, uh, just wanted to add a very quick thing. Uh, since we're talking in the topic of security, which is uh, something I take very seriously, um, if you do want to explore things that you you are you're dubious about the source, so something like a, an airdrop or maybe a friend sent you, but way out of context, there are viruses that spread through those things, especially on Discord. Um, but anyway, if you do want to check those links out, always make sure to to open those links on an incognito window or whatever it's called on the other browsers, and do not enable your um, your wallets on uh, on those modes. So this way, even if they do something like they can exploit some kind of uh, security vulnerability in the wallet, they still can't access it because there is no wallet on that window. It also won't be able to track cookies, so they can't target ads 
or any other thing. So uh, if you do want to do it, always do it on an incognito. We know without the wallet connected to it. Um, so yeah, just wanted to leave that friendly advice. Uh, don't just go with the guts. There are some best practices that you should be aware of. Hermes slam dunk with the security operations at the end of the call. Appreciate that. I actually have never thought of that, the the uh, using of the incognito window specifically for those moments. So thank you very much. That's definitely helped me out. And that has made that alone has made this call uh, worthwhile. I know I've certainly learned a lot of things on this call and I hope uh, others have too. Just checking in with Edwin. Has anyone put their hand up? If they have not, we will work towards uh, completing this. Nope. Nobody wanted to join us today, <laughs> but no. it's all right. You know, I, I think I, at least personally, I've seen a lot of just uh, a decrease in engagement in general, uh, obviously with the market uh, going 100%. down, yeah. but, but still, we're still here. If anybody wants to discuss anything around blockchain, DeFi, NFTs, join us on our discord as well. We're, we're still, you know, continuing our converse, conversations there. So, yeah, we'll be here. That's exactly right. Yeah, you can. There's a bunch of places you can keep in contact. Of course, Twitter, Telegram. We have a Discord. If you're not on there, definitely jump in the Discord. There's a lot of uh, great information that happens within the Discord channels, and we also have uh, the Orbital Command website, which you may or may not be aware of. But if you jump on there, we do have you know uh, alpha drops. We have some research and analytics, um, and sort of just a list of the different contributions that we uh, offer to the different networks that we are part of. So always love and appreciate your support. If you want to DM us, feel free to DM us as well. We are happy to uh, spark up a conversation and see where it goes. With that being said, Edwin, thank you for being the host today. Appreciate you. And thank you, Hermes, for all of your wisdom and um, updating us on what's happening with your protocol. And thank you to all of the people that have joined us and shared time, energy, and space. With that being said, look after yourselves. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Orbital Command cross-chain community call with Edwin and Rebel DeFi, Dr. Doscoin, Terra Watcher, Hermes Protocol, and more. Recorded on Wednesday, July 13th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Put your hands up like you got a couple questions Ain't no misdirection, just a bunch of flexing All aggressive, insane from all directions Smoke rolls in when I start a session Blink canvas, blaze up the handlers Rocking back and forth like I got the van stuck Don't grind the clutch, mind your hush Put your mask on and don't touch the antlers Feeling untouchable when I'm on the verse But in the universe, I'm just writing some words Enticing these nerds while I'm laying out my memoirs Like, remember when I had to fight the centaur? I'm a book nerd, let me take you on the journey Lost in the labyrinth, searching out the lost fern For certain, got the taxes included Acting like a writer, never felt secluded Just another fixed game of try my luck Go lighten up dog. it could always be worse Unless you're in the back of a hearse Then you're dead or putting in new speakers It's a toss up, driver or just tweakers 
don't stress, yo I've done the research Living life like a bunch of fucking lemurs It's a remake Off the cutting floor we take A little bit of poison And put it in the cheesecake Tastes great, less filling Less stress, more killing As he blew the cornerstone out the building And the blocks came tumbling down All humble Feels like we're drowning in a little puddle Rebuttal? I should be taking off in the shuttle Getting high in space with the Hubble